Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So yesterday, I published a video titled The Number One Downside to Buying Physical Silver. And of course, the number one downside that I discussed in that video is the premium that is associated with so many different silver products on the market today, especially when you compare them to their gold equivalents or just other options that are out there for consumers that are looking to get exposure to the silver and gold markets, whether that's uh, paper options like, like SLV or GLD, or choosing to have their metals housed at a warehouse and, and pay some sort of fee for that. But of course, you guys know that I'm a big proponent of the principle of if you don't hold it, you don't own it, especially when it comes to silver and gold. And so if there are big three big takeaways from that video, and if you haven't watched it or listened to it, I, I highly encourage you to do so. But three big takeaways. First of all, those premiums shouldn't make you shy away from buying silver, physical silver in the first place. Takeaway number two is that in many cases, those premiums can be reduced significantly using some different techniques that we'll be discussing today. And takeaway number three, in some cases, it's totally fine to accept that premium because either A, you you, uh, plan on selling it at a similar or even higher premium in the future. I'm talking about something like a limited mintage or a semi-numismatic coin or bar. Uh, Or B, there's some other quality to it recognizability or something like that that justifies the extra dollar or or number of dollars or or cents that you might be adding on to that premium and and, you know another thing to keep in mind is that in the future you know something like a like a a kookaburra right from the perth mint or something from the lunar series right it's totally totally reasonable to expect to maybe sell that a higher premium in the future but let's not forget that depending on what the future market circumstances are uh, in terms of, of physical supply on the market, uh, I'm talking about some sort of an acute shortage, it's not unreasonable to to think that there could be a time in the future where we could be selling generic silver at a decently high premium. Because when it when it comes down to it, for, for the dealers, local coin shops or on, online dealers, whatever whatever it is, it, it all comes down to the the margin, right? The spread, the buy and sell spread. So if they're selling at a high premium, they very well may be buying it at a decent premium as well in order to achieve a similar spread. So that's something to keep in mind as well. But anyways, getting into some of this, these, these practical uh, uh, help for you guys to, to, to bring down your dollar cost average, bring down your premium average, and then talk about how we can ultimately stack more silver with, with better strategies. I want to split this video up into two different parts. First of all, I want to talk about the strategy aspect of it. And, and we're going to try and divide our silver purchases into four different categories for four separate reasons. We're stacking this silver for this reason, that silver for that reason, etc. And then the second part is going to be some practical tips on how you can uh, bring down that cost, uh, whether it be you know where you buy it or how you buy it, etc. But but first of all, talking about strategy. Before we get into these four different categories, uh, first of all, for, for those of you that are new to stacking silver and gold, my number one tip would be to be patient. 
And that's going to come up a couple times in this video, I think. But be patient and take some time to develop your strategy. Now, I'm not saying don't buy silver or gold. Ultimately, that's a decision for you to make. None of this should be taken as investment advice in the first place. Just one man's opinion. You guys see that disclaimer in like every description of mine. But take your time and, and don't rush into... Uh, something that in many cases may take a lot of experience and a lot of, of, of understanding of the markets. I'm talking about something like the graded coin market or the semi-numismatic market or something like that. It might be wiser to first start out with a, a base, um, something like generic silver or American silver eagles or something like that, something a little bit more basic for the first couple of weeks, months, even a year or two, whatever it might be for you before you jump into to some of this other stuff. I mean, I haven't been stacking silver for all that long and and I would still say that I'm still mostly working on my base. Now I have some ideas of of how I can go beyond that, but a lot of what I stack is really basic generic stuff or more basic, you know, government minted stuff. Partly that's because I'm not as huge into to uh, you know, semi numismatic and stuff like that, but Still, I mean, building a base, I think, is important. And I think that's a, a, a good tip for any new stacker. But but getting into this idea of splitting silver into four different categories, we're going to split into the, to, to the names of these four categories will be uh, generic silver, silver that is easily recognizable, higher premium semi-numismatic silver, or numismatic, whatever you want to call it, if you're, if you're buying graded coins or something like that. Uh, and then finally, Silver that we just like, just because, okay? Now, I'll explain each of those categories. And, and a good strategy to, to again, re- reduce these premiums. Now, first of all, generic silver. The goal for generic silver, for the most part, with very few exceptions, is to get as low of a price as possible while still buying in a reputable way. Now, if, if you're buying a deal that's below spot that you found on Craigslist, okay, that's not a reputable way to buy silver. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. But I'm talking about buying, you know, the at spot deals. I'm talking about, uh, you know, buying at the dealers that offer something like, you know, 50 cents over spot. Uh, ideas like that or even uh, junk silver, right? Now, junk silver, constitutional silver, I don't know if you consider it um, um, generic silver. It's not. But I put it in that same category of we're just trying to get close to spot, Right. Um, and this is category number one now. Now, primarily, you're just buying this because you want exposure to, to silver. You want its uh, ability to preserve wealth over a long period of time. You're not caring so much about selling it at a premium in the future um, or necessarily about you know, the recognizability of, of a you know, given mint or, or whatever it is. But you're really just getting as close a spot as possible. And I see a lot of people out there. Uh, they choose not to do this. They'll choose to go with one mint versus another one just because they like that mint more. And, and, that, and that's fine. I mean, people can make those decisions for themselves. But when it comes down to it, if I'm buying like sunshine versus... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, what is it, RMC, or or uh, there, there's some other generic ones out there. It's just not that big of a deal. You know, another good comparison would be something like the, um, what is it, Pamp Suisse or Swiss bars. Now, 
these are higher premium. I don't know if they'd quite fall into the generic category, but you know, when it's all said and done, it's just silver. It's just gold when it comes to those that, that oftentimes come in their own, um, what do they call them, assays. Uh, and personally, I just shy away from those when it comes to generic stuff. Unless I'm going into government-minted or semi-numismatic stuff, I, for the most part, I'm going to get as close to spot as possible. There's this, there's exceptions to it. Um, something like Scottsdale silver bars. Uh, I'm willing to pay a little more for those. I may be able to sell them for a higher premium uh, in the future, but but I'm willing to pay a little more for that. Their cast bars or or, or their stacker bars, uh, but you know those are those are you know, above and beyond just the average sunshine bar or prospect or round or something like that. So I'm willing to pay that extra premium. Otherwise, I'm mostly looking to get as close to premium as possible. The second category here is going to be coins that are recognizable. Now, these ones are usually ones that people buy because, you know, they're planning for some sort of SHTF type of scenario or or, or they just want to have a coin where when they want to liquidate it, they don't want people on the other side of the trade asking how do I know that this is real? Now, you know, a, a, a wise buyer might say that regardless because, you know, American Silver Eagles, Canadian Maple Leafs, et cetera, they can be faked. Uh, but uh, it's 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 probably a lot easier to spot it in something as, as well-known as American Silver Eagle or something like that. So, so that's what they do is they stack the well-known stuff. Again, American Silver Eagles, Canadian Maple Leafs, um, you have uh, things like Austrian Philharmonics or even uh, the, the Britannias. You know, some real well-known, relatively low premium as far as government-minted coins go. Um, and, and, and that's primarily why they stack it. And, and that's a good case of, of what I was talking about earlier where I think it's acceptable to, to accept that premium because you don't want there, any, there to be any questions when it comes to, to time to liquidate or when it comes time to trade it for some other asset or just fiat. You don't want there to be too many questions about whether or not it's genuine or, or what it is in the first place. Um, you just want people to accept it as what it is. I almost said, you know, accept it at face value, but that would be a that'd be very little. Uh, what is it like a dollar for an American Silver Eagle? But recognizability, and, and there's sometimes other benefits to this as well, whether it be um, uh, in, in in places like Europe where maybe. Uh, they aren't taxed as high. I'm not always as familiarly familiar with the European tax codes and, and the value-added tax and whatnot, but they may not be taxed as high. Or in the United States, sometimes people say that they'd be less prone to confiscation, sometimes more. At, okay, whatever. But but also maybe some tax reasons uh, in, in other countries, United States, etc. So that can be another reason as well. But but oftentimes that's what it is. And sometimes it's also just patriotism, right? I'm Canadian, so I stack maple leaves. I'm I'm U.S. citizen, so I stack silver eagles, etc. Um, category number three, some numismatic. And I should say, I should say for number two, um, for those coins, you still want to get as low as you can, right? You, you don't want to go into that. If it's too good to be true, it probably is uh, uh, not true. Um, realm of, of buying too low over spot or even below spot for some of these coins, but you still want to get low. Um, for instance, for American silver eagles, you know, two bucks over spot, maybe even less uh, Maple Leafs, Philharmonics, oftentimes less than that. So, um, and, and there's some other bullion ones that are highly recognizable, but those are, you know, you can maybe add like Libertad, maybe, maybe Perth, like Kangaroos, they're, they're relatively low premium. 
Um, but, but otherwise, a lot of the other government-minted coins are going to fall into these last two categories. Uh, category number three is semi-numismatics. Again, for these, just as I said for the first two, you still want to get them as low as you can over a spot. But these are ones that you're going to be buying with hopes of, of collecting a, a hefty premium when you ultimately sell them. So again, these are a lot of products out of the Perth Mint, or, or honestly a lot of mints these days. Uh, the Royal Canadian Mint, the Royal Mint in the UK, uh, various other European mints, and, and mints all over the world have, have these semi-numismatic uh, coins. Um, th- there's even private minted ones now, like, like Scottsdale mints some coins privately, I think, but then also for some countries, for instance, like Chad. I, I don't know if they mint their own. I think I'd have to check up on that. But... Um, these are ones that have a higher premium than, say, something like a like a Philharmonic or a Maple Leaf. Uh, maybe these are, are are some special series out of a mint, or a Lunar series, or or maybe like something like Kookaburras or Koalas or something like Chinese Pandas. These are going to be higher premium over ounce dollars per ounce. We're, we're talking three, four, five, six plus dollars over ounce. Um, I mean, you look at something like some of the silver that comes out of uh, South Korea, right? They have their own series that I think has been fairly popular lately. Uh, relatively low mintage, um, and and it's a relatively high premium. And and so people that are buying these, they're they're, they're buying them with the intention of flipping them in in a month or a year or two years from now, or holding them for longer. You know, five years, ten years. Um, you know, go on eBay and 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 check how much. You, you can buy something like a what like a 2005 kookaburra for you know we're talking about a pretty decent premium on that in addition to to whatever increase in the you know the actual value of the silver in the meantime so again so many numismatics you want to get them you know as low as you can i guess you know uh if i'm buying a a, a you know 2019 product and i can get it for for 350 over spot instead of four bucks over spot then obviously i'm going to check the the 350 you know all else being equal but but otherwise you know these are the types of premiums that are acceptable and and if this is part of your strategy then then so be it now these aren't going to work as well in, in a a grid down or whatever you want to call it shtf situation uh crap hits the fan or whatever uh because in the end they might just be worth their their metal value, right? Maybe, maybe years and years later that 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 numismatic value will come back, but but in the meantime, you know, maybe something like American Silver Eagles would be just fine to have, or even better, right? Maybe they're even more recognizable. But you know, if that doesn't happen, if that's not part of your plan, or maybe you want to diversify your plan, what if that doesn't happen? Well, in the meantime, a lot of these semi numismatics have a good potential to uh, appreciate in terms of of the premium as well as just the the physical. Uh, value of the silver and then finally we have category number four and category number four is i'm buying it just because i like it i'm paying a higher premium just because right uh there, there's no other reason for me to be doing it right there there's not some high recognizability with it i don't plan on collecting a higher premium on it in the future just because i'm just buying it because now there's a lot of government minted coins that might fall into this category I think in my last video, I brought up like the Armenian Noah's uh, Ark coin, the, the silver ones. I think they make gold ones as well, potentially. Uh, or, you know, there, there's some other ones out there as well where it's just kind of like, or even just generic silver that that otherwise is, is just a higher price. Maybe like the Scottsdale or something like that. It, it's just a higher price. And there's not really any other justification for it other than, you know, it looks nice or I like it or something like that. Uh, and, and, and there's, I, I want to make it clear, there's nothing wrong with this category, 
but you know you, you are paying a pretty decent premium for a lot of this stuff in this final category and really if you want to get serious about bringing down your premium average per ounce you got to be careful about this you, you don't want to put too much into this category um, and because then it can really seriously cut into to you know your your how many ounces you ultimately have I mean it, it might seem small but Think of like 100 ounces, right? If you're paying on average an extra dollar per ounce over 100 ounces, that adds up to well, like five or six extra ounces that you could have bought with, with what you would have otherwise saved. And, you know, that adds up as we, we accumulate more and more ounces. And so you got to be careful about this. I don't want to make stacking silver and gold boring for you guys, but you got to be careful about this final category and not put too much into it. That would be my advice. Ultimately, it comes down to what you want to do. But don't put too much into the I paid the extra premium just because category. Um, have a good reason behind it. Have a good good goal in mind of, of why you're paying that extra premium. So that concludes segment number one. Segment number two of this video, uh, I want to give you guys some quick practical tips to reduce that premium overall on your silver purchases. So... I got a list here, actually, that I'm going to read through right here. Uh, first of all, I said this earlier, be patient. Be patient for good deals to come on the market. Sometimes, it's just for whatever reason, deals are better than other times. So maybe it's it's um, time of year. You know, sometimes silver and gold tend to perform poorly in maybe the first half of December or something like that or during the summer. Now, I'm not saying time the market, but that may be an example of patience. Um, another example would be, I don't know, something like, like a... a holiday deals, right? Maybe Black Friday, Cyber Monday, things like that, right? Patience like that. Sometimes deals are just better than others. Um, use at spot deals. That'd be another tip. Now, obviously, again, make these decisions for yourself, but me personally, I, I would use as many at spot deals as you can. There's there's a variety out there. Um, I know, uh, I think uh, Jam Bullion has one. Uh, Provident has one, SD Bullion has one actually in the description of this video. It's only an ounce, but but still. Um, there, there's some other ones out there. Silver Gold Bull. Uh, in fact, I'll put a link in the description. There's a there's a website that actually uh, lists all of these for you, these these types of ad spot deals. Um, and, and when it comes to building your base of just generic silver, I mean, these are you know, the place to start. Now, I'll admit, I haven't used all of these. Um, I've used uh, at least one. Um, and, and I should use the other ones in the future. In fact, my next, next purchase will be from Provident for their 10-ounce bar at spot or 10 ounces of silver at spot. But it's, it's again, a lot of these these tips I'm not always the best at following or, or I've made these mistakes in the past, and that's why I'm sharing this with you. But at spot deals, that's that'd be a good one to bring down your, your average premium per ounce. Um, another advice, buy more uh, ounces at once um, or otherwise buy the any quantity pricing. So, for example, if you go to a lot of websites and you're going to buy Silver Eagles, uh, they, you know, the more you buy, the lower premium you get. So maybe uh, one through nineteen at a time, you might pay, you know, three fifty or four bucks over a spot. But if you buy twenty to to ninety nine at a time, you might be twenty cents cheaper. You know, so buy more at once if possible. I know that's not always possible. Um, some of you guys only buy once a month or, you know, I only usually buy once or twice a month. So you don't always have a ton saved up and, and five ounces, 10 ounces at a time. That's all maybe some of us are able to buy at a time. But um, you, you can bring down your premium somewhat. And, you know, a lot of websites from time to time, a lot of dealers will offer uh, any quantity pricing. So for their generics or for their maybe sometimes their their 
government minted coins or their their constitutional silver they'll say regardless of the quantity this is a premium you're paying which is you know usually their lowest premium or a relatively low premium so that's another good tip as well uh, when it comes to to buying from these a lot of these dealers another tip would be to use e-checks when possible not cards not paypal again i've made this mistake in the past i'm trying to move away from that because you're paying actually quite a bit less uh, over spot when when you're using something like an e-check it can be a bit of an inconvenience sometimes maybe um, it can take a little while longer sometimes they don't offer it at first or at all but when possible try and use these e-checks to to reduce it there's other options as well that's just easiest for me i think there's physical check there might be like wire transfer and stuff like that but but use that when possible the lower premium payment options um, ebay that'd be another option or another tip would be to use ebay um, not always. I'm talking about buying from reputable dealers, which sell on eBay, like AppMax, Jam, Bullion, SD Bullion, Provident. Uh, uh, there's many other ones out there that are very reputable. Um, sometimes they just offer good deals in the first place, but I'm particularly talking about when eBay runs coupons, like 15% off coupons, or their ebooks, which they do pretty regularly. Now, eBay tries to filter out a lot of the silver and gold products. They don't always, a lot of times certain ones are are missed or otherwise put in different categories from some of these big dealers. They might be getting better at that in the future. Um, so I don't know how much longer this will be able to last, but you know, oftentimes it's a case that you can get some really good silver deals um, or even gold deals at or even below spot. I've bought junk well below spot in the past off of eBay, uh, something like $10 face value of, of, of quarters. Uh, I think it might've been a full dollar plus under spot using um, a 15% off coupon. So again, going back to the first tip, be, be patient. But this would be another tip to, to bring down that premium is to use eBay. Um, uh, next tip would be to buy random year coins when it doesn't matter a whole lot to you. If you just want eagles for recognizability and not to, to save them for 20 years and sell them at a premium or something like that, buy the random years when possible because oftentimes they're going to be a lower premium. And when it comes to generic stuff, uh, buy off uh, or buy the the secondary market or or the random uh, bars or coins when possible because again those might be lower uh, premium so for example a, a dealer might say uh, here's a dollar over premium for this given brand it's going to be new newly uh, minted uh, uh, rounds or bars or you can buy stuff that we had rebought from some other customer or or on the secondary market. And you'll be paying, you know, 80 cents over spot. Um, it doesn't matter to you. Just buy the secondary market stuff. Um, another one would be local coin shops. Some of them charge really high premiums, and that's unfortunate. And maybe they just don't deserve your business for that type of stuff, low premium stuff. But some of them, I think, do offer really good deals. For example, you know, my local one, it's it's not the cheapest I'm going to be able to find it, but I think he sells his generic silver at like a buck over spot. Now, you know, I, I feel less comfortable buying it from him than I do online because of, of uh, I know an online dealer is maybe going to do a better screen of, of their silver to make sure it's not fake. I don't always know, you know, if he tests at all or I could ask him to. I know he did one last time, last time I went in, which was a long time ago. Um, I asked him to and he checked one and it wasn't with a uh, Sigma or whatever they call him. It was with a acid test. I think it was the one he tested of, of mine, or maybe it was one I was sold. But, you know, there's some risk with that. But but if you can build a good relationship with a local coin shop and get a low premium that way, then, then more the power to you. Um, buying online from some other seller, like on Facebook, um, it can be a good way to get a good price. Now, you want to make sure 
uh, they're they're reputable. Find some other people to vouch for them. But this can be a good strategy as well. Maybe not for everyone, but you know, there's going to be some people out there that that prefer to do it this way and build those relationships. Uh, of course, that can go both ways in the future. You can build relationships to to not only buy from people, but also to to potentially sell to them or others in the future. Um, and the final tip for when it comes to buying is again what I said earlier: when it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Um, so this might apply to to some random seller on on the internet, Craigslist, Facebook, eBay, etc. If it looks too good to be true, it, yeah, maybe it's just fake. Maybe you're not going to get your product delivered. You know, even if there's buyer's protection or whatever, I just try and not mess with that stuff. So that's another good rule to to follow. Now that's not always true. I mean, maybe you can find really good deals on something like Facebook from a reputable seller, but otherwise. Yeah, I, I would shy away from those. Uh, and finally, I, I know this is lengthy. I know my last video is pretty lengthy as well, over 20 minutes, I think, and, and we're coming up on 24 minutes here. Uh, but I want to give you some tips for selling. Real quick, selling at a decent price because the last thing you want to do is, is buy at a low premium and then sell way below spot or something like that. So first of all, be patient. Again, um, be careful with where you're picking. You know, oftentimes something like a pawn shop will offer you very poor prices versus a local coin shop or even online. But but you want to find a good you know way to, to again. This might take a while to liquidate it, and if you're willing to take some time, you're probably going to get a better price per ounce. Um, but this might be selling to your local coin shop. It might be selling online, maybe to a dealer, or again on something like Facebook, Reddit, on a forum or something like that. Uh, which you know I, I would guess will. You know, for something like generics or, or a very common coin or bar, will give you a better price than if you're selling to a, a big dealer like Appmex or something like that. Um, uh, and then also, you know, is there a possibility for you to to trade your silver in the future for some other asset or service? Now, I mean, depending on how much you have when it comes to silver and gold, is this a is this um, an oil change? Is this a, a vehicle? Is it a house? Is it a whatever? But is there some way you can trade it for an asset or, or even trade your silver straight up for gold in the future uh, or vice versa in order to to not have to worry about the premium as much? But that's another tip there is, is to trade for some sort of an asset or a service in the future. And finally, another thing to keep in mind when it comes to selling your silver or gold in the future is, you know, do you want to hold out for a, a, a time period in which you have the opportunity to sell it at a significant premium versus you know what it's at today i'm talking about just the generic stuff or, or the the commonly minted coins um, because of some sort of a, a supply squeeze a high amount of demand or, or a limited amount of supply coming onto the market um if you guys hear that by the way that crying it's just my two-month-old who's getting pretty fussy here and which is good because i'm about to wrap this up but uh don't you know don't sell yourself short. There might be a period in the future in which you can sell at a pretty decent uh, premium. So, oh, she's getting angry. I should probably attend to her. So, anyways, she's probably uh, sharing a lot of sentiment that that many of you guys are thinking right now. Like, stop talking. <laughs> You've talked enough here. So, 26 minutes plus. But I hope this is helpful for you. Whether you're a veteran stacker, you've been here for a while. I, let's. Bring these premiums down. I said it yesterday, and I'll comment today in, in, in the comment of this. Friends don't let friends buy high premium generic silver. And and when it comes to generic silver, high premium is not five bucks per ounce or three. I'm talking like two bucks. Buck fifty per ounce is maybe high. Don't get me wrong. I bought that high in the past, made mistakes, probably even bought higher than that in the past. But going forward, let's try and commit ourselves to buying lower premium 
and stacking more ounces and saving more of our hard-earned cash so that we convert, can convert more of it into more ounces uh, or, or otherwise use it to, to fund our expenses and whatnot. So I hope this has been helpful. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video or listening to this podcast if you're over in the podcast world. And God bless.